Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bankston Family Fun Time, Episode 2. Just real quick, wanted to say a great big thank you to everybody who tuned in for the release of Episode 1 last week. The uh, feedback that we received was overwhelmingly positive, so we are so glad to hear that everybody is enjoying it, and uh, we hope that you stick with us. Just wanted to get you caught up on where we're going to start off with the episode uh, before we jump back into things. In the first episode, you met our team of paranormal investigators uh, working for the Dane County Sheriff Department. Uh, we have uh, Jimmy Spooky Bianchi, a, a Miller Bottling Plant employee. Shannon, who is a former police officer and now currently working as the night cook down at Monty's Blue Plate Diner. We have uh, Hazel, who is a alien abductee, or she likes to call herself the Chosen One, who is currently working as the assistant manager of the uh, Dairy Queen in Belleville. And last but certainly not least, we have Frag, the demonic Kiss cover band rock star. This team of ragtag investigators uh, received a call from the sheriff saying that he needs them to investigate a mysterious murder that happened in downtown Madison. So we're going to pick things up there. Shannon and Spooky are taking their uh, tricked-out RV down to the crime scene so they can go gather clues, while um, Hazel and Frag are going to go talk to the coroner, see if he has any information for them. I think that's all I need to tell you for right now, and I will talk to you again at the end of the episode. Enjoy! Coroner's office is just right there in the building. We'll go do that first. Cut to that scene. We'll screen wipe to that scene. Frag and Hazel, you show up to the coroner's office, and you show them their credentials, and you kind of, they bring you in. So you see college kid, he's probably like 20, 21. There's parts of him that are like missing, defensive wounds, bite marks, scratches, things like that. Oh. So what do you do? Like, do you have questions for the coroner? Would you like to just investigate the body yourself, see if you can determine anything about these uh, wounds that he has sustained? My questions are mainly for the coroner. Yeah, I, I think we want to go to the coroner. I'm assuming that the coroner is yeah. With us. Yeah. Porter, uh, what can you tell us about the body? Does it look like uh, these uh, are all bite marks? Were there any weapons involved? Do our first roll of the game. Why don't you give me a dove's roll, mom? Yeah, just to see how much information the coroner is going to give to you. A one and a four. Your number is five. You got two successes. So yeah, the coroner tells you he's like, he says, no, definitely like nothing consistent with any sort of stab or slashing wound that I've seen, you know, sustained from any kind of knife or otherwise. These are definitely consistent with um, animal bites and scratches. Determine and tell you he's kind of going through, you know, the sheriff kind of mentioned cougars or black bears or wolves, because those are kind of like the large predatory mammals that you can find in Wisconsin. Many of the like, I guess, obvious suspects. One of those animals being in downtown Madison would be pretty unusual. You can't really find bite or claw mark consistent with any of those species. Uh, he says something like, hey, you know, this is the damnedest thing. You know, the closest match I can find to bite patterns that I found here, it's actually consistent with the uh, the American badger. Weirdest <laughs> thing is that it's, you know, this thing has got to be three, four times the size of one of those based on the distance between the teeth. Wow. Are we chasing an evil Bucky Badger? Because <laughs> if so, Maybe. I'm so fucking stoked. <laughs> 
a, a damn thing. I think that size, you know, that'd be some kind of fucking Guinness World Record. You know, nobody's recorded a, a, a badge of that size. Is there any red or white thread found on the body? <laughs> Possible that he could have been wearing like a UW Madison t-shirt uh, that had red or white. Oh, I was thinking for the perpetrator. Actually, I don't know if that's the sort of thing that the coroner would know. There were no fibers found that did not belong to to the victim. So what did you determine the cause of death to be? He kind of just looks at the body as though it should be clear. Well, yeah, I mean, um, blood loss, uh, massive trauma to the head and torso, the large volume of just his body that is missing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what a coroner would say. Is his face intact? Uh, police were able to identify him. He, but, you know, he does have some, like, ligature marks his face and neck. Scratch. Is there an expression on his face? Dead, but I'm sure at the time he looked pretty horrified. <laughs> Did you find any teeth or any evidence of the predator? It's like, yeah, I mean, they found like fur, you know, no fangs or claws. Grip between his fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like underneath the fingernails, yeah. yeah. Uh, you haven't seen another crime like this in these parts or heard any of your neighboring coroners from other counties haven't reported anything like this. Is this uh, he says, yeah, this is definitely a first for me. You know, I can give a call at some of the other counties and see if they got anything going on, maybe up there in the Northwoods. But, you know, this is definitely the first thing I've seen like this. I just muttered a frag. It doesn't look alien to me. <laughs> frag wants to walk over and splash some holy water on it. Just check that out. I think this is a demon's roll. This is a reckless action. So yeah, this is a demon's roll. Um, do a demon's roll to see if the coroner is going to allow you to splash water on this corpse. Reckless action? Ah, uh, totally. Two threes. For two successes. So you do that, but the coroner is pretty disturbed by your behavior. Does not do anything to the body. It just, he just now has a wet forehead. What happened hey, to zombie? Sorry, man. You know, uh, I'm, I'm a priest in a former life. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> So unless um, y'all had any more questions for the coroner, I feel like we've basically addressed that situation. Am I wrong? I think we've mined as much as we can yeah. from the body. Jimmy and Shannon are driving over in the RV, but I'm just curious, like, do Spooky and Shannon, do they, like, do they have a good working relationship? Do they, do they make small talk on the way over, or is it just kind of quiet? Talk about the case. Oh, and I had another question. Is... Does Shannon actively carry this um, Ouija board around with him, or is it something he, like, keeps at home? He will bring it with him when deems it necessary, but doesn't doesn't risk it. Okay, does he have it on him right now? He does not, because he doesn't know what situation they're in. Okay. Yeah, so what is what is the vibe in the car when you guys drive it? You're just talking about the case, just talking shop? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> but also having, like, Jimmy's also having a side conversation with somebody that Shannon can't see. Like, occasionally he's just like, yeah, Dad, it, when it's yellow, you can still go through as long as it's not red by the time you get through. Shut up. <laughs> I like it. Jimmy's dad is a backseat yeah. ghost driver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because Jimmy is driving very unsafe. Because this is a uh, this is a big old RV that's hard to hard to maneuver. Yeah, especially uh, in downtown Madison. So yeah, you guys roll up to the crime scene. Few like uh, squad car is still there, and there's kind of like the CSI van or whatever vehicle they drive around in. Get a picture for you as you know you 
You know, you show your badges. Well, first, like, Jimmy pulls up way too fast, kind of, like, up on the curb, probably runs over a couple of garbage cans, and then just kicks open the door wearing headgear, kind of like Rick Moranis in Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, like magnifying glasses and all this shit. Give me a demon's roll to see how how much damage you do, because this sounds like a combat driving move. How many dice? I mean, I think it's something you're definitely an expert in. I don't know if you're necessarily prepared for this for, though. What if I got some help from Shannon if she, like, yelled, like, stop! <laughs> yeah, I think, um, Molly, I would ask you, though, to describe to me what you're doing to help Jimmy as he's driving through uh, downtown Madison. Bit of warning, because I'm not as reckless. As <laughs> like you're giving, like, directions? Yeah, like, you take the next right. <laughs> reckless. Um, no, I'm not. That track. So yeah, go ahead and give me three dice. Then. Uh, one, five, and a six. So two successes. It's a total success. Yeah, you uh, you're driving in like a bat out of hell, and yeah, you hop up on the curb and like knock over a trash can. I think the police officers who are on the scene are definitely a little like, whoa, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, uh, no, I'm sure I'm catching people off guard. There's no, like, cost to your actions. You just kind of pull in and you definitely make an entrance. And then, yeah, start with you kicking open the door with your Rick Moranis headgear on. <laughs> yeah, got, like a magnifying glass over one eye. It's got, like, a UV flashlight, like, taped up on one side and all this. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I just take a deep breath and open the door and walk okay. away. And I look over, I look over at him and I was like, you talk to them. And I just start to walk over to the crime scene and I'm just looking around. Before you're even able to get inside the crime scene, a uh, police officer approaches you and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what the hell is going on here? Who do you guys think you are? <laughs> Jimmy will walk up like he doesn't like he doesn't even realize he's doing it, but he's shining the flashlight in this cop's face. And he's <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 it's cool, man. Like, uh, like we're, we're with the, uh, the PIGs, like uh, we're, we're officers. Like, uh. he's like, do you got some kind of credentials on you? And you mind getting that out of my face? I'm like, hello, sir. Yeah, I'm with PIG. I just hand him my badge. He's uh, I'm uh, I'm Officer Gowan. Nice to meet you. And he uh, goes to shake your hands. And I, I shake his hand. Jimmy's like, so uh, who's the officer in charge here? Uh, yeah, that'd be me. Uh, what can I do for you? Um, oh, I cool. Just... Well, Shannon should talk to you. I'm going to go investigate the crime scene. <laughs> well, I... Uh... <laughs> the analysis guy. I, but I, I would notice all this... goggles. I would notice all the spooky stuff. Well, you can talk to him after. Can you tell me about... Uh... I mean, we can roll for it to see who gets stuck talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got a one, she got a six, so... Okay. You take care of this, and I just shut So, up. yeah, Shannon kind of brushes by Gowan and just kind of goes in there and starts taking a look at things. It just kind of leaves Jimmy standing there with all his Rick Moranis gear on. <laughs> I turned the flashlight off, but I've still got the magnifying glass over my eye, so I have the sure. one eyeball. <laughs> sure. So what, what would you like to... What do you want to ask him? What do you want to do? What evidence have you found so far? <laughs> what have you found so far, Gowan? He's like, uh, yeah, I gotta say, man, all my years on the force, you know, I'm Never seen anything quite this brutal. Uh, you know, it's downright savage. Damn kid crossed paths of some kind of vicious son of a bitch. Some animal got down here, came, I don't know, wandered out of the fucking woods or something, got downtown. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty bad scene. Are there any tracks? We found some tracks. Uh, you know, boys and I are pretty stumped. You know, our CSI guys can't uh, actually make, can't really make heads or tails out of, uh, you know, what this uh, what these paw prints are. It doesn't really match up with anything they're used to seeing. But I think he would probably tell you something similar to like what the coroner told uh, Frag and uh, Hazel. Our, our best match so far is it looks like it's similar to to, to a badger. But I mean, you know, there's nobody's ever seen a fucking badger the size of this thing, you know. So yeah, we're uh, we're a little stumped right now. 
caught a few uh, tracks leading away from the crime scene. I got some boys out of right now. If you want, you can uh, follow up with them and see uh, how far the trail goes. Yeah, yeah, will do. Turns on the fl- his UV flashlight again, like, too fast before he t- turns away. So it flashes in his All face right. just briefly. <laughs> yeah, Cowan's like, ah! Ah, like, <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Thanks for the help. Uh, yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, there's anything else I can do for you. Blinking. Shannon, as you're approaching the crime scene, you, what you see, you know, there's the chalk outline uh, where the victim's body was. Next to it, there's kind of like a pool of blood that had sort of formed kind of around. There's like the little like evidence, like indicator things, the little like bullet counters or something I think they call them. Kind of like blood splatter patterns around and chunks of his pieces of his like clothing that probably got like ripped off and kind of mangled uh like during the attack that's kind of what you determine just from kind of casing the joint uh so what do you do i want to do like a big circle around the crime scene looking for anything weird or out of place and any suspicious you're looking around for shady characters and you want to see if anything in this alleyway seems amiss or out of place yeah that sounds like you're doing kind of slash research or investigation. So I would say, why don't you give me a dove's roll uh, to determine uh, sort of what you find? I got a two and a four. So with a partial success, you definitely don't notice anyone kind of like shady crime scene. The only people on the crime scene at this point are police, CSI guys. In terms of seeing if there's anything amiss, I mean, it's an alleyway off Frat Row in downtown Madison's. Uh, you know, there's just stuff that you would find in an alleyway. So that to me says this is not like spooky ghost stuff. Um, there's nothing like signs of conjuring or anything there. So no, like salt circles or melted yeah, candles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Can I go talk to like the medical examiner? There's like a CSI guy who's probably unseen. The body has been moved to the morgue at this point. All right. So I uh, walk up to that guy and I'm like, hello, sir. My name is Shannon. How are you this evening? And shake his hand. Hi. Uh, how are you doing, uh, officer? Yeah. What can, I, what can I do for you? You ever seen anything like this before? I never. Never in my uh, all my years on the on the force. Can you tell me your gut, your gut right now? What did this? It seems clear to me. Clear signs of some kind of animal attack. Just trying to figure out what the hell this thing was. Yeah, I mean, talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what I want to figure out. Anyone we should talk to that maybe witnesses you heard about? Yeah, no eyewitnesses. Gal that called it in, uh, you know, they took a statement from her, but she didn't really have much. Got her uh, contact info if you want to follow up and ask her some questions. But, you know, we weren't really getting anything out of her, so we just sent her home for now. Well, I'll take that just to be just to be safe. He writes down, like, her name, contact info. Like. Spooky Jay would quick uh, quick check with his ecto sensor, just like the, the immediate crime scene. Give me a dove's roll, and I'll, I'll say this is a three dice roll. Oh, not great. Two, five, and a six. On a partial success. No, like, I was basically using, like, my sensor, my like ghost sensing device to see if I got any like ectoplasmic residues or anything like that around. Just trying to want to rule out ghosts. If that's all you're trying to do, I think even with a partial success, you feel, I will say that you feel fairly confident that there are no ghosts involved. Yeah, I don't think it's ghosts. Then I'd start like following the tracks with the UV light. With a partial success, as you're following the tracks, you can see that they sort of lead southwest where Langdon Street is. It's right off of Lake Mendota, and you kind of notice that the tracks uh, kind of start heading towards the lake, but you are only able to follow it a block or two, or you kind of lose the trail. But it was headed towards Lake Mendota. Uh, approximate. 
better not be the goddamn badger from the Black Lagoon. If, if I've lost the trail, I'd probably just double back to the crime scene. Make sure there's nothing I miss. Let uh, let Shannon know. Like, were the tracks in blood? I think they were like bloody pockets. Could I measure the paw prints and try to extrapolate how big this thing is compared to a normal badger? Why don't you give me another doves roll? Just two dice this time. Double sixes! Didn't I roll two failures? With doves, aren't I trying to roll low? Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you don't know shit about badgers, actually. <laughs> you know yeah. that this thing is big, but... You know, you're not able to extrapolate any sort of, like, relative size based off the paw print. You're looking at it, you're like, yeah, that's a big badger. Yeah. <laughs> My guess is it stands anywhere between 12 and 200 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I look around as we're walking to see if there's, like, any tufts of fur that got caught on anything? Give me a dove's roll. Two? A two and a six. Okay. So with a partial success, yeah, you find fur. But at this point in time, you have no idea what it might belong to. But I, I'm going to take it with me. Okay, yeah. Are you just like, what are you just putting in your pocket? Or are you like documenting this evidence? I have a little... You're pocketing some fur? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I not putting it in an evidence bag. You're just stuffing it in your coat pocket. <laughs> yeah, because like, I can't trust everyone around us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that is, but okay, I guess. Why don't you give me... A- a demon's roll to see if you could because are you trying to do this like on the down low or are you just yes. openly pocketing evidence no i'm doing this on the dl okay give me a demon's roll one die two <laughs> yeah that is a total failure you're trying to like stuff this fur into your pocket when the csi guy sees you do it what do you had just been talking to he's like he's like whoa 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 what, that, what do you think you're doing there uh officer hartwig i gotta i gotta book that as evidence and he takes that out of your hands and puts it in like a plastic bag and like writes some like CSI guy stuff on it. That's fine, sir. I walk away and I'm like, fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Great dialogue. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty riveting audio. <laughs> I like it. Thanks. So yeah, is there anything else that you guys want to follow up on on this crime scene? Are we on the crime scene yet? It's uh, safe to say that you guys have arrived at the crime scene. Wait, are you driving Dad's car with the passed out groupie in the backseat? No, I think we take the Rambler. I don't know what your groupie's going to do when she wakes up in the parking lot. Yeah, the parking lot of the sheriff's office. (laughs) Well, we come up to identify ourselves as uh, the rest of the pig team. Uh, Officer Cowan probably asked you for some credentials, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, your uh, your other two... uh, yeah, two squad members showed up a little while ago. Yeah, if you want, I can catch you up on what's going on. But, uh, you know, feel free to go uh, discuss things with them. Have you guys done a house to house to see if anybody saw or heard anything besides? Oh, yeah, we already have that info. So Molly has like the, the contact info for the person who reported the crime. Can we find out where this guy came from and where he was going, why he was out? It's like the weekend on campus. So, you know, he was just like probably just like a college kid out doing college kid stuff. Like, do we know specifically which frat he was coming from or going to? I don't think you know that right now. Because, I mean, given that, you know, this happened pretty recently. It's still like the night of the crime. But there's probably people, you know, contacting next of kin and like following up on, you know, like, who was this kid? What was he all about? And all this type of stuff. From the crime photos or from the people who were at the coroner's office, was he wearing like a fucking frat t-shirt? Or Actually, why don't we go with that? I like that. I'll just say some Greek symbols. The Lambda Alpha Theta. He was maybe like a block or two away from his frat house uh, when he got attacked. I mean, some people should probably go check that out. I'll go talk to those young men. They'll tell me what I need to know. (laughs) 
You're gonna go beat the shit out of a frat house? If I have <laughs> But I doubt it'll go that far. I'm gonna walk over there. Alright, Hazel's gonna head down to the lake shore to see if she can see any signs of a creature. Frag and Jimmy, what are you guys doing? Also, like, are we able to, like, tell the cops to do things for us? What do you want to do? I want to send one of the cops to drive around campus and check on all the Bucky Badger statues and make sure one of them's <laughs> not missing. <laughs> I assume from your lap that's not what's happening, but, like, I still want to check. <laughs> I think you're going to need to roll to see if you can convince somebody to do this. This sounds like... I'm going to say this is a dove's roll because I'm going to say it's a research slash cautious action to double six. Let's say you go, you approach Officer Gowan and yeah, you, like, uh, what, do you what do you Gowan, say to him? Yeah, Like Officer Gowan, can you get one of your, uh, one of the other officers here, hop in their car, like, uh, and just drive around campus, uh, checking on each one of the, the Bucky Badger statue located around campus, just to make sure, like, they haven't been vandalized or anything like that. He kind of looks at you, kind of side-eyes you, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of got a, I kind of got a homicide on my hand right here. Uh, I don't know if I have time to follow up on any, uh, vandalism leads right now. <laughs> Could I just borrow your car, officer? I'll, I'll go do it. You absolutely cannot just take his vehicle. Hazel is going to go. I I just want to do my investigation at the lakeshore, see if I see any signs of a creature entering or leaving the lake. That sounds like a dove's roll. Do that with, I'll say you can do that with three dice. So a partial success. I got a one, a five, and a six. And I guess my question would be, does it look like this creature was wandering around on two feet or four? I believe badgers uh, move on four legs. Yeah, I don't know why a badger that walks on two legs is so much more terrifying. I mean, uh, I just also wanted to make sure that it wasn't like a mascot uh, badger as opposed to a huge creature right, badger. Right, right, right. I get what you're Yeah, so you are able to, you kind of head down towards the lake. You're able to pick up the trail that uh, Spooky lost that he was following before. It's not so much like bloody paw prints as it is anymore. You kind of start down on like the beach and you find these large claw marks and like paw prints that are they're the same as the paw prints kind of seen at the crime scene and that the coroner described to you and you're able to follow them to a uh, sewer grate sort of the like a street that kind of dead ends basically at the lake shore so i had taken the sewer the sewer grate is now askew it's been forcefully removed from the pavement that it was in it's sort of been okay. upheaved and there's now sort of this large uh, chasm where that uh, sewer grate once was left uh, on the street uh, next to where it once was. The, the hole that's left behind, how big is the hole? All right. Well, that was episode two of Banks and Family Fun Time. Hope you enjoyed it. Just one more thing I wanted to let you know before you uh, take off that we will be uh, releasing our preview for Nick's Dungeons and Dragons campaign entitled Lethal Lessons. We have a brief soundbite of me uh, doing some role play in what I would consider to be probably my current favorite Dungeons and Dragons character that I have created. Uh, they are a uh, changeling or shapeshifter with multiple personalities, and you will get a chance to meet one of their alter egos. So if that is something that would be interesting to you or fun to you, uh, tune back in next time. We're going to throw that in at the end of episode three. Uh, we're going to try to get these out on a fairly regular basis for y'all to listen. So until then, uh, take care of each other, stay safe, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.